Welcome to FinTech Fridays. Oh, yeah. A weekly podcast brought to you by the National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada and Partners. Covering all things FinTech, blockchain, P2P, AI, and alternative finance. And hey, everybody, Macy Khan here. Thank you for tuning in to another fantastical episode of the FinTech Friday podcast. Welcome to episode 50. Uh, we did it. World's burning, pandemic's happening, still haven't gone vaccinated, but made episode 50. So if you've been here from day one, thank you. I missed you. The probably one listener that probably missed me. Probably not as much as I missed them, but you know, that's, that's not what that matters. Uh, today for episode 50, I got Mark Bins. Mark, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Yeah, great to be here. I'm excited to talk with you today. Awesome. So Mark, could you just, uh, for I guess the five or six people that may not know who you are and what Big Digital Assets is, could you just give us a rundown of what Big is and a little bit of background of who you are? Yeah, absolutely. So Big Digital Assets, publicly traded company on the CSE in Canada under the ticker BIGG. We're a compliance first crypto company. And what that means is Big is a company that has found a way to make money in the compliance and regulatory space around cryptocurrency. Um, We own two operating businesses. One is called Blockchain Intelligence Group, and it's a crypto forensics software company. We make products that help track crypto through the blockchain. And the other company is called Netcoins, and Netcoins is a crypto exchange um, in Canada, mainly focused in the Canadian market. And both of those companies together make up big digital assets. Um, My background and how I got involved is I actually did an undergrad in computer science. I'm a tech guy first and foremost. I used to write code for a living. Mm -hmm. And then I got interested in the business side of technology. So I got my MBA from Western and uh, started a consulting company and uh, built and grew a couple of different consulting companies doing marketing and growth advisory to tech companies. And around 2013, the world's first Bitcoin ATM was launched in Vancouver, where I'm, uh, where I live, and it was a big, exciting event in the tech scene. And everybody was going to see this first ever Bitcoin ATM. And I went down, had a look, and said, "Wow, that's pretty cool technology." Um, and there was a guy there named Mitch Demeter who was actually launching that machine. And funny enough, it got me, you know, interested in crypto. Started paying attention. I got into the space in about 2017 with Netcoins. And one of the very first hires that I made was Mitch Demeter, the guy who opened that Bitcoin ATM. And he's now the president of uh, the Netcoins uh, division of big digital assets. So, um, you know, it's it's an exciting place to be. And uh, I couldn't be happier that I ended up here in the crypto world. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of crazy how things worked out in that end, right? Of like, who would have thought that you'd meet the guy that first launched Bitcoin ATMs? And then later down the line, you're like, hey, you know what? Let's make something together. Let's make something together. Right? I think it'd be- exactly. He, he he was so successful. He put those ATMs all over the world, and he uh, started an early crypto exchange called Bitcoiniacs, and sold those and retired. And I had to convince him in 2017. I said, "Come on, get out of retirement, get back in the game. Crypto's getting exciting <laughs> again." He's like, "You're right. Let's do it." <laughs> no, it's honestly, it's a it's a very uh, hey, it's an amazing move on your end. Uh, so when you talk about compliance, uh, you know, compliance versus crypto, right? Why is compliance so important in crypto now that now that crypto is getting more attention, uh, as it seems like by the hour? Yeah, absolutely. Compliance is important to protect uh, the retail investor. 
um, you know, the institutional investor, but the, the little guy. Um, that's sort of why there is rules in financial services all over the world, and it's for protection. So, um, you know, if you're buying Bitcoin on an exchange um, and, you know, you're spending $200 as an individual, that might be a really important $200 to you. You don't want to find out that that exchange was actually, you know, a pyramid scheme or something and fraudulence and your, your $200 worth of Bitcoin disappears. Um, so, you know, compliance isn't there to try to uh, de-anonymize de the blockchain or anything of the sort. It's there to protect the endpoints, which are usually the exchanges and the investors in the ecosystem and make sure that um, the companies that are taking their money are, are legit. Um, and it also helps um, law enforcement. Um, so we make products at Blockchain Intelligence Group that help law enforcement investigate crypto crime. And if you have these tools, that will, def the, you know, uh, reduce the likelihood people will commit crimes tying into crypto. They know there is law enforcement, there's rule of law. So all of it really ties together for protection of people in the ecosystem. And, uh, you know, there's a great market opportunity for us in that space by being leaders in the regulated and compliance side of crypto. Yeah, it's actually very amazing to see uh, we're going around three years of having FinTech Fridays and like, if, if honestly, if I had you on two years ago and we talked about regulation and like all like government getting involved, like honestly, like it was, it, it was really a joke. Cause like it was, these are conversations that were starting to happen, but really weren't, there, were, there was no headway. There was no direction. But now, you know, with, with, with blockchain intelligence, what you guys are doing with law enforcement, even with secret service in and of itself, like it's, we've come so far and it's only the beginning. And that, that to me is just incredible. And like also wild at the same time. Yeah, Absolutely. So Bitcoin is back in the news. I mean, people people thought it was going to crash. People, you know, people I've had, my group chats have been blowing up where my friends have been going like, what's going on? Like, what are we doing? You put us, you told us for money in this. So could you just walk us through what's going on with Bitcoin right now? And like, what's your take on it? The big thing happening in Bitcoin and crypto overall, overall right now is institutional buy-in. Um, this is what's changing. In the fall of 2017, crypto went on its uh, you know, last run before the current one when Bitcoin went up to 19,000 US. And then it turned around and went all the way back down to something like 3,500. That was a total retail rally. So that was small investors buying small amounts of Bitcoin. The rally that happens is happening now since about mid last year and particularly at early stages of 2021 is because of institutional involvement. Um, it started with PayPal. Um, saying that they were going to um, get involved in crypto and let the individual uh, person spend crypto on purchases day to day. Um, and then big buy-in on treasury. That's the other big one. So a company called MicroStrategy, NASDAQ listed company said, we're going to buy four to $500 million worth of Bitcoin and keep our reserve cash in Bitcoin instead of US dollars. And part of that is because of the money printing going on in the US dollar, the Canadian dollar, the pound, tied to the pandemic and COVID, um, there's a huge lack of store of value in fiat currency right now. So they said, we can do better. We're going to put this money into Bitcoin and we believe that'll give us better returns. And then people started waking up because it was, you know, half a billion dollars in a, in a NASDAQ listed public company. And then uh, Square went out and bought $50 million. And that's uh, Jack Dorsey, founder of Twitter, a lot of attention on it. And then it started uh, a bit of an institutional rally where companies realized, oh, yeah, that might be a good store of value. And just last week, Tesla bought $1.5 billion worth of crypto 
to just a store on their balance sheet instead of holding it in US dollars. Um, the current rumor is that Apple might actually step in and start buying uh, Bitcoin on its balance sheet. And this is the difference. It's now an institutional uh, investment rally, institutional involvement on spending, institutional involvement on saving, and it's bringing real credibility to Bitcoin in particular, but crypto overall as a store of value. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, this is this is actually incredible, right? Because, you know, uh, majority of cryptocurrencies, the people that have been kind of rallying behind it, like you said, were many retail investors, right? People just, you know, seeing what's going on with fiat currency under people, people that understand the market a little bit and seeing that, you know, hey, you know, having money uh, in just, you know, traditional assets like cash, it doesn't make any sense, right? Especially yeah. now with the pandemic, everything's kind of, lack of a better word, it's going to shit. You know, they need to have more control of their money, right? So cryptocurrency is a great place to do it. So what's big digital's play in this right now? It's a two-pronged approach. So first Perfect. of all, yeah, we have net coins, right? Which is our exchange and people need to get into crypto. You need an on-ramp. So net coins is an on-ramp. You can, um, you know, email money, wire money, bill pay money into the platform, traditional fiat currency. And with that, you can buy crypto. You can buy your Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, whatever you're looking for. Um, so as adoption is rising, values are rising, um, investors looking to access the space can use NetCoin's platform uh, to on-ramp into the space. And with Blockchain Intelligence Group, um, it's the law enforcement side. So the more involvement the everyday consumer um, has in crypto, the unfortunately, the more crime will tend to rise. The more use of crypto through the ecosystem, there will be just like fiat crime, there will be crime involving crypto. And our tools uh, are extremely valuable. Some of the only tools in the world that you can use to properly track the movement of crypto through the blockchain so you can do law enforcement. So our customers are everyone from the U.S. Secret Service down to, you know, Singapore Police Department, Hong Kong Police Department, Canadian law enforcement, and we're helping uh, market participants um, stay safe. Yeah. And that's, you know, one of the biggest, I guess, knock on crypto is the fact that, you know, criminals use it, terrorist organizations use it, right? Like you can, you know, you can put money in today and then tomorrow it's gone, right? That's the fact that you guys are spending a lot of time and energy uh, to work with law enforcement of, you know, said countries to make sure that's not the case and to make sure that it is a accessible for everybody because we're having new investors come in by the hour and to make yeah. sure that their money just doesn't disappear. Uh, that in and of itself is, is very incredible. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a fast moving ecosystem. It's growing quickly. Uh, it's changing every day. And, you know, again, we want to be part of the future and the growth and the, the prosperity of the industry. So we're doing our part. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, uh, you know, you mentioned with with one of your pronged approaches, you have, you know, you're having more and more people invest in crypto. Um, what is your take on these meme coins, uh, such as such as Dogecoin, right? You just see it, Elon Musk tweet out the wazoo about, you know, it, like Dogecoin to the moon. I'm, I'm getting my friends literally just send me moon emojis and rocket ship emojis yeah. every morning when I wake up. Like what's, you know, what's your take on that? Do you, do you see, uh, I guess, organizations like yourself uh, later on having like meme coins uh on <laughs> on your sheets for people to buy well we uh it's an it's exciting i guess is what you would say i mean the, the meme coins bring a little bit of excitement to the industry they certainly create interest they get people talking they get dogs you know images of dogs flying on rockets to the moon 
sent around. Elon is, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and tweeting about it. Um, it's it's creating PR and awareness for the crypto space. And that's that's the part I like about it. It's it's getting more people going, well, what is this thing about? Oh, it's crypto. Well, what is crypto, right? And getting more people involved in the, the ecosystem and paying attention. Um, whether there's a real future for these coins or not, that's that's very up to debate. I mean, buying you know Dogecoin right now is a lot like going to the casino, right? It could yeah. it could triple tomorrow. Um, it could also easily get cut in a third tomorrow, right? It's based on nothing but speculation, um, and there isn't uh, traditional custody for a lot of these meme coins and altcoins. And what I mean by that is proper institutional grade cold storage, uh, insurance, et cetera. So because of that, they won't be adopted the same way as a Bitcoin, a Litecoin, Ethereum um, will be most likely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the jury's out on where they go. I think they're, they're interesting for the excitement of the space, um, but I certainly do not believe they're a safe bet for a store of value. Um, they're much more like a, a lottery ticket. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think you, you brought a really good point. If they do bring amazing amount of attention to yeah. it is it the right kind of attention i mean the jury's still out on there right because it's still a very uh ever expanding and rapidly grow uh growing space uh but the fact you know but like you know all attention is good attention at this point especially in a space where uh you know the more people that we the more eyeballs that we can get on the space the better because then we can show you know like yeah you know like there's dogecoin there's everything else but there's so many other amazing uh like companies out there that that are just using that are using crypto for the greater good right be it through loans be it through buying a house just like the, the like the tech aspect of what you can kind of build on top of these cryptocurrencies that in itself is very amazing um so uh kind of tying back to what i what like what i previously previously asked was like so we have companies like tesla uh with like tesla uh like you said square uh rumors of apple you're having all these big names um you know take some of the cash reserves and put into cryptocurrency, right? Um, do you see more big brands um, doing the same thing? And do, and I guess, and secondarily, the fact that they would be doing the same thing, do you think having these big companies uh, own cryptocurrency, you think that's going to push government uh, or speed up the government regulation uh, when, when it comes to cryptocurrencies? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, I think there's going to be a continued adoption of large corporations, public companies, private companies, insurance companies, you name it, buying crypto. Um, I think Tesla is the start. There is the rumor Apple will buy crypto for the balance sheet. If Apple does buy, you know, every publicly traded company in the United States will have free reign to do the same. Just, you know, sort of like no one gets fired for, you know, buying IBM was the saying back in the day. Um, now it's like if you say, hey, Apple, Apple bought Bitcoin and you're the CFO of a public company traded on the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ, you can do it too now because you can say, look, Apple did it, um, you know, and they're one of the most reputable companies in the world. So it's not, you know, a fly by night type of decision. They truly believe in the store of value or they wouldn't do it. So I think you will see, see a continued adoption. You're going to see more and more insurance companies doing it. Mass Mutual bought $100 million and someone said, why so much? And the CEO is quoted as saying, well, that's a tiny amount. We manage billions, a hundred million was just a test. Um, <laughs> so you're going to see a lot more uh, adoption of crypto on balance sheets. I truly believe that. Um, there's even discussion that the bond market 
might move towards crypto. Um, oh, underlying wow. assets of the of the trillion dollar bond market, um, which is supposed to be sort of the longer term stable store of value for fiat, um, could start taking positions in crypto, or crypto could supplant the bond market or supplement the bond market. Um, so I think that is all coming. I really do believe that. Um, and that's why you're going to see a continued increase in value of uh, yeah. cryptocurrencies, namely Bitcoin, because when you have that kind of adoption, there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin. Um, so you'll, you'll expect to see a continued rise in the valuation as demand goes up because supply is not changing. That's yeah, I, I agree with you. There's a uh... I always I always forget that there's such a finite amount of Bitcoin because the way the prices just skyrocket and dip, you're like, oh yeah, there's only so much of Bitcoin that, that you can purchase. Yeah. So why would a company want to put their cash reserves in crypto? I mean, aside from you know big names uh, buying into it, I guess like from a company perspective, like you know you being a CEO of a company, you having balance sheets, you having cash reserves, why would why would companies put their money in cryptocurrency than cash? I think there's two reasons. Number one is um, like truly a store of value. or It's like putting your money in an interest account, except for an interest account might make you a percent or half a percent a year. Whereas you look at Bitcoin, it's been the best performing asset over the past one, two, five and 10 year time horizons. Um, if you put it into keep it in fiat, um, all you're seeing right now is a continued uh, printing of money by world governments, US government, Canadian government, you know, the, the Canadian U.S. governments have printed more money this year than they did in the last hundred years combined, yeah. and that is going to be incredibly uh, bad situation for the value of those dollars, right? Long term. Um, so, as a corporation, it's just a it's just a smart, safe place to keep your uh, financial reserves, so their buying power uh, stays where it is or grows, as opposed to shrinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. I think that's a big part. The the secondary part is there's some companies using it as a way to make their company more valuable in the eyes of investors. So MicroStrategy for sure bought crypto, so people would buy MicroStrategy stock as a proxy for owning crypto or owning right. Bitcoin. And you know, crypto miners valuations are generally based on how much Bitcoin they're holding on their balance sheet or hodling, as they say. Yeah. And other regular companies can do the same thing. They, you know, you can buy Bitcoin, have it on the balance sheet. And if you're publicly traded, people will buy into your company because they know it'll be worth more in the future than today because it has Bitcoin on the balance sheet. Of course. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Uh, you know, you, yeah, it, it reminded me of like talking to like, we had, we've had VCs on the, on, on previous episodes and, one of one of the things that they've mentioned was like how you have companies now that will put like cryptocurrency and like AI on their pitch deck just to just yeah, to, yeah in their name yeah. just to, just to see more value of like even though the company has nothing to do with AI there's no AI involvement whatsoever there's no cryptocurrency involvement whatsoever there's no blockchain involvement whatsoever but the fact that they have these buzzwords in their pitch deck it's it, it just increases their value of you know of it was a big 2017 thing um yeah. i remember the the juice company iced tea bottling company of new york mm-hmm. or something became the blockchain iced tea company or something they literally just put it in their name and they got all this attention to the spike value but yeah yeah um, I, 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 just I, a pr stunt that one <laughs> so how do you see i mean you know now we have big companies coming into the market retail investors you know we're getting more retail investors day to day um how does it how does it how does this accelerate innovation in the space? And I guess what 
innovation do you see happening in the space? Well, innovation comes from corporate involvement, right? So most innovation has to do with a company that's looking to uh, create a financial opportunity for themselves through some new technology. And then you get more and more corporations involved in whatever way with crypto and aware of it, um, the more likely they're going to drive forward and create innovations and put investment into the space. Mm -hmm. um, you look at companies doing things like helping build the lightning network for faster uh, transaction processing and payments on top of Bitcoin, that, that's coming because more and more corporations are involved. Um, so I really believe the corporate involvement and the institutional involvement we see now will put more money into innovation and searching for more ways to exploit the opportunity around crypto, which will just naturally move the market forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, make, that makes total sense, right? You need these big uh, you need these big movers and shakers in the space to move and shake anything at all, right? Like, you know, yeah. the Lightning Network is something I've been hearing about for like two years now. And, you know, it's still going, <laughs> you know, people, yeah, there hasn't, there hasn't been any, uh, any, any system in place yet. So it's, uh, it definitely makes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess, where do you see uh, just crypto as, as, as a general heading uh, in the future? Do you see, I mean, do you see like, like, yeah, do, do you see like, your kids or any, any, any new of these like TikTok kids using cryptocurrencies? Like where do you, where do you, where do you see cryptocurrency heading? Um, I, I see a general adoption um, both in payments and, and also in store of value. So mm -hmm. a cross between gold where people own it just to have it as, as value that'll increase in the future and uh, fiat, which people are using to buy, you know, goods and services. Um, you know, I hear about uh, lots of, parents now that pay their kids allowance in crypto because oh, wow. they, they believe that, I mean, you can give them $20 and in three years, it'll still be worth $20 or you can give them $20 worth of Bitcoin that in three years will probably be worth a hundred dollars. Um, that's the theory. Um, so you see a movement of, of all sorts of, uh, yeah, investment payment, uh, daily use. Um, I think it really is going to infiltrate our lives as you see PayPal making it available to 20 million Americans to buy goods and services. Um, that's pretty exciting. And you see merchant adoption and acceptance now. Um, there's all sorts of merchants that will accept payment. Uh, Tesla just announced as part of their acquisition of Bitcoin, also they'd accept payment in Bitcoin for cars. Um, yeah. Big corporations are starting to do it. I know Dell does it. Overstock.com does it. I believe Microsoft does it. Um, I think Amazon is moving or talking about it. Um, so as soon as people can spend it, and in the meantime, when they're not spending it, I believe they'll get a bigger return on their, their investment than sitting in fiat currency. It'll just be a self-perpetuating situation. So I really do see crypto over the coming years becoming part of your daily life uh, financially. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, paying, <laughs> paying the allowance in crypto, that's, 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 a, that's a very wild, uh, wild, but very amazing idea. And it, and it makes sense, right? Like living in like, you know, living in a post COVID world, it makes sense that you'd want to invest in something digital, right? You want to make sure you have at, at least as much touch points as you possibly can cash being one of them right you know like yeah. one of the atm taking it out touching it it just it just so many like touch points it's like oh, i don't want to i don't want my change back like take it like ugh, i don't want no, i have i have friends who gave their kids crypto as christmas presents and on ledgers right and and i have um 
there's all sorts of examples now of the use of crypto and the store of crypto becoming part of everyday lives, like two and three year olds. I have crypto in my kids' RESPs now. Right? Yeah. So the new financial instruments um, where you can buy it in RESPs and TFSAs and RESPs. Um, and yeah, like basically savings accounts um, that are tied to crypto with underlying derivative assets. It's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, tie, like tie back to what you previously said of like, if the bond market like has a little bit of crypto into it, then, oh my goodness. I know yeah. my grandmother would be super happy <laughs> with all the bonds that she was buying me <laughs> if I could chase that over to crypto. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Awesome. So Mark, is there, um, you know, aside from everything, what else is, yeah, aside from Bitcoin and what's, what's going on in, in big tech, um, what, what, like, what are, what are things that you find interesting in the market? What are, what are things that are like either keeping you up at night or things that you're very excited by, uh, in the next coming years? Yeah, I think it's a, I'm excited about the things we don't know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. okay. to say, right? So, yeah. Um, we know what we know, but there's the old saying, you don't know what you don't know. There's there's innovations happening in every corner of blockchain. And I, I haven't, of course, seen them all. Um, but every day I wake up and see some new novel uh, way to use crypto or new novel technology to crypto. And I don't know where it's going to go. And that's sort of what's exciting. Nothing's changing really in the fiat world. Crypto, you're getting things like exchange traded funds starting and futures trading and um, like I talk about people giving it to their kids with allowance, but technology around uh, payments and processing transactions, like the Lightning Network on top of Bitcoin, it's all just moving so quickly that it's, as I got friends say, it's hard to sleep at night. You know, you want to wake yeah. up every day and see what's changed and what's moving in the news tied to crypto. You're going to see um, governments get involved. I think there's, a, there's this move towards central bank digital currencies which is really just a digitization of their existing currencies, not true cryptocurrencies that are decentralized. But I do think you will see governments start to get involved um, in true crypto decentralized currencies. There's an example of a small town in Ontario that you can now pay your property tax in crypto. Yeah, Innisfil, exactly. all, All they do is take the crypto and sell it immediately and, you know, put the cash in the bank. But it does open up uh, more cool uses uh, for the technology. And you're going to see more and more governments getting involved one way or another. And, and that's just going to help accelerate the adoption. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited to have more. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, like, to, you know, when we open back up and so I can travel around Canada again to just pull up in like a small town in Alberta and just pay for my Tim Hortons coffee <laughs> and the little bit of Bitcoin that I have. I think that'd be, that'd be amazing. Well, you're going to tap your visa card and it's going to withdraw instead of fiat uh, from an account. It's going to basically convert some uh, crypto into payment instantly and uh, give it to the guy at Tim Hortons. Yeah. So that'd be, that, that'd be amazing. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Um, what would be the best way to either get in touch with you or even get in touch with big? Yeah, you can check out our website, bigdigitalassets.com, and uh, I'd be more than happy to hear from anyone. Mark at bigdigitalassets.com is my email address. Happy to talk about crypto, happy to talk about big, and uh, reach out anytime. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mark. My pleasure. All righty. You've been listening to Fintech Fridays, brought to you by NCFA and Partners. Tune in weekly for the latest Fintech Friday podcast by subscribing to this channel. 
The National Crowdfunding and Fintech Association of Canada is a nonprofit actively engaged with social and investment fintech sectors around the globe and provides education, research, industry stewardship, services, and networking opportunities to thousands of members and subscribers. For more information, please visit ncfacanada.org. Oh, yeah.